0: This week, we are taking issue with Governor Mara Healy.
1: I feel a road trip coming on. We sit down with her and talk about migrants, the MBTA, taxes, and how her first year went.
0: You were stuck with Sue and I. Matt is off. But as always, this is Taking
2: Issue. Our nation was born here, not with a whimper, but with the spark of revolution. One more indictment, and this election is closed out. That's what democracy is. It's a choice. Of the
1: people, by the people, and for the people.
0: Well, we've made it through security, and we are in the governor's <laughs> ceremonial office and joined by Governor Maura Healy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate
1: it. Welcome. It's great to be with you. All right. We got to get down to the business at hand. The lawmakers adjourned, uh, went on their holiday, did not pass the big $2.8 billion spending bill that they had, and that, of course, leaves the shelter funding in limbo. What's your reaction to that? Do you think they're going to be able to pass it in an informal session? What are you doing to try to get the ball over the line here again? Well, we certainly need funding. We need funding for emergency shelter. We need funding uh,
2: to pay state employees, so we need to get that done. I'm confident that the legislature will work
1: in quick order to get that done, and I'll review anything that comes to my desk. Are you... This happens a lot in the state of Massachusetts with the deadline coming, it doesn't get done. Are you just confident that this is part of the process and we don't need to worry about it? Or, you know, do you sometimes wish we could just be on schedule?
2: You know, um, it is part of the process. And as I look back over the, the last year, I think about our accomplishments. We cut taxes first time in over 20 years. We delivered a terrific budget. Earlier this summer. And, you know, these are big acts. I just recently filed a major housing bond bill, major piece of legislation to produce more housing in the state. So I look forward to working that through with with the legislature. But, you know, it's part of the process. I think we all understand the urgency that we're in right now in terms of making sure that people have housing in particular, the work we need to do to keep government running. And I'll continue to work alongside legislative leadership to try to deliver.
0: So this is a situation that has evolved, shoot, going back to the campaign, when, when Jeff Deal took a swipe at you over the Haitian migrants in Kingston and in Plymouth, then Ron DeSantis sends migrant flights to Martha's Vineyard, and now here we are with the, the state limiting the, the right to shelter, imposing a cap, uh, This is the supplemental budget not being passed. Has your administration been caught flat-footed by this situation?
2: Not at all. In fact, I'm really proud of the way that Massachusetts has responded. When you look at what's happened in other parts of the country, there are a couple things to note. Number one, we are seeing a number of new arrivals into our state because we have a law here that essentially ensures that people have access to and a right to shelter. Number two, we've seen people sheltered and housed. And I'm really proud of not just the state, government, and agencies that have stepped up, but our cities and towns, community providers. And what I've said is this. You know, we've gone above and beyond in terms of taking people in, and that's why we had to put some limits around the capacity, but we're working through that. What's also really important is we're getting these people working. I called on the Biden administration to come here and help us process people to get their work authorizations, to get them working, because in addition to a housing crisis we have here, we need more homes, we need more affordable homes, we also, have a workforce crisis around the country, frankly. So the quicker we get people working, who by the way wanna work, the better we will be, the better for our economic growth and development. Just this week alone, we processed over 800 people out of shelter for work authorization. That's progress, more work to do, but I'm confident that working together in this state, we can work through what is a challenging issue.
0: So we wanna ask you about those work CLINICS that, THAT YOU'RE RUNNING, BUT JUST GOING BACK TO THE FUNDING PIECE, SO WE KNOW THAT THE HOUSE AND SENATE WANT TO GIVE YOU th- THIS MONEY FOR THE EMERGENCY SHELTER SYSTEM. THE HOUSE ASKING FOR AN OVERFLOW SITE, THE SENATE SAYS THEY WANT TO GIVE YOU MORE FLEXIBILITY. What more flexibility do you need or do you feel your administration needs to either move forward with the process of identifying an overflow site or if one can be identified, figuring out what to do with the folks on the wait list?
2: Well, we're always looking for sites. I mean, because we wanna make sure that people here in Massachusetts are housed and people, you know, in our state, whether they fall on, on challenging times, sometimes it's a, a medical emergency in a family or somebody loses a job, right? I mean, things happen to, to families here in the state and we always wanna make sure that we have a shelter system that's ready to accommodate people, help get them secure and on their feet, and then on to more long-term housing, right? So we always are working on that. In terms of the funding, You know, what I asked for in a supplemental request was money to help us continue to operate existing emergency shelter through the course of the year. So I'm confident we'll get that because I know that the legislature recognizes that We've gotta take care of our families here in Massachusetts. And we'll just continue to work through the, the larger issue of, of the migrant situation. I am working right now, bipartisan, with other governors on a plan for Congress to act, to deal with the situation on the border, to deal with the influx of migrants into the country. So many governors are looking for workers in their state, Democrat and Republican, quite honestly. So we need Congress to act, and I'm gonna to continue to, to call on Congress to act, and also for help from the Biden administration to help a state like Massachusetts that's
1: really bearing a lot of the burden in this time. But I'm confident we're gonna be able to get through this. Are you surprised we're dealing with this migrant issue? I mean, for decades, people have run for office. I don't think I ever heard anyone say migrant until your race with Jeff Deal. Are, are you surprised that this is probably maybe the biggest challenge of your first year? Uh, No, I'm not surprised. And, you know, because, because the last few years, what
2: we've seen is wars, climate, geopolitical forces, right? Particularly in Central and South America. But you can look to Africa as well. You see really expanding rates of migration around the globe. And we're certainly feeling the impact here in the United States and North America. So did I expect to see the numbers that we're seeing? No. Um, but I'm not surprised that we're seeing that you know, the, the influx of migrants to this country or to um, Massachusetts. But the good news is, and, and I really focused on this, we've got to get people working, right? It will benefit our economy if we can get people working, and that's what I am set on doing.
0: Can you get those folks working if they are on the wait list? Um, I mean, and, and where, are, where are the people on the wait list? Where, where physically are they sleeping? at
2: night? Well right now they're in shelter actually. Um, We have very few people on the wait list um, since we imposed our our limit capacity last week. Uh, We're working with the United Way and community providers to house people who are on a wait list in temporary shelter and we're working on work authorizations because the quicker we get people working the more quickly they will be exited from shelter.
1: All right so let's transition to let's say everybody gets a job how are they gonna find the housing to, to live here uh, and work in Massachusetts? So many people still here struggling to find housing. Uh, your administration just recently, $4 billion bill, bond bill for housing production, 70,000 new units. Um, do you think we're moving fast enough? Are you moving fast as you would like to when it comes to housing? Well, I just went big.
2: I went big on housing. I'm asking for a $4 billion bond authorization for housing. Why? Well, I believe that housing is the greatest challenge facing our state. Our residents can't afford rent, can't afford down payments, can't afford to downsize in some instances. And for our businesses, our competitive economic advantage, we need housing because housing determines whether or not a business and employer is going to stay here, locate here, expand operations here, because it depends on whether their talent Their human talent Mm -hmm. is able to find affordable housing so that's why i'm so big on it sue that's why i'm pushing it i do think it is the single greatest challenge for our state and something we need to act on with great great urgency it's also why i have established for the first time a secretary of housing Mm -hmm. who is solely focused on housing production new construction also preservation and rehabilitation of existing housing stock, or in some cases, we've got a lot of old mills, we've got a lot of old buildings that weren't used for housing but can be, with a little effort, and work with the private sector, incenting, helping private developers, you know, we can create more housing all around the state. That's what we're looking to do. We're looking to help with state money, with tax credits, with tax incentives, working to help. Private developers make the math work in a time when we know we're dealing with, with high inflation. Uh, nevertheless, we've got to find a way to come together, public-private partnership, get housing development going, build more housing. It'll help our economic growth and development as a state and our residents need it.
0: You mentioned off the top uh, folks are having a hard time affording rent uh, with, with everything going on. As a, its own standalone policy, Do you support or are you a proponent of rent control? And then as it specifically pertains to Boston, would you support it being implemented in Boston as Mayor Wu and the City Council wanna see?
2: My position has been that I support the right of any community to make that assessment and decision for itself. It's not one I would make. Um, What I think is really important though, is that we lower rents by building more housing, right? More housing means more supply, means lowering of costs. That's what we've got to do, and that's why my bond bill focuses on not only cleaning up and rehabbing public housing, because we've got 43,000 units of public housing out there that could house people if we fixed them. It's also incenting creating affordable housing, which we need, and a bunch of what we call market-rate housing, workforce housing, all around the state through either new housing construction or the rehabilitation renovation of housing stock and you know the state has skin in the game one of the parts of my plan is you know doing an inventory what are the state properties right now that we're not using that we could use to build and create housing so My view is we're all in this together. We gotta work through it. And if we create housing, you know, we're gonna see not only rents lowered, but we're also we're gonna see housing prices lowered. But does that help
0: folks who are in need right now, folks who are looking at the the end of their lease coming and saying, I don't know where I can afford to live that is close to my kids' school or to, to their job and would rent control perhaps be a lifeline for those folks?
2: No, I don't think so. What I do think would help is getting this bill passed, you know, getting the money, getting the funding, getting the development going. We also, in the interim, have done uh, things to increase assistance for rental vouchers, subsidies, you know, things that can help a family uh, find more affordable rental housing. So we've got to work in the short-term, the near-term on this while we act with urgency to deliver for the long-term because long-term success Is more housing in this state. It's also why we've said to communities through our MBTA Communities Act look, you know, we want you to have state funding for schools and other things, but you're part of the bargain too. We need you to work on rezoning. We need you to get rid of exclusionary zoning. We need you to get rid of some of the barriers. We'll work with you on permitting, working through the regulatory process, but we're in this together. We've got to do everything we can to create more housing opportunities
1: across this state. All right, talking about taxes and renters, uh, give you a chance to clear up some math. You know, you've heard of girl math and boy math, and then there's the rental deduction math that, we was, that was so confusing on. Um, there are multiple calculations that show that uh, folks will get about $50 a year in savings if they're, you're a renter. Is, is that the direction that we're going in? and Do you think that's enough? Is that enough incentive? Well, um, that's just a piece of of proposal, not not the proposal, the law.
2: I mean, again, just a reminder, I'm proud of the fact that we got tax cuts done in this state, first time in over 20 years. I promised that on the campaign. I'm proud that we were able to to deliver. And the tax cuts are important because they do things like double what seniors are getting from the senior circuit breaker. That's a big deal. That's an extra $1,200 back in the pocket of seniors in Massachusetts we also did things like we cut the estate tax which means a lot you know to a lot of people in this state a lot of people who You know, we're selling family homes, you know, are are not gonna be taxed for those sales. We also cut short-term capital gains. This is really important for making Massachusetts more competitive. And we also increase deductions for commuters, for renters, yes, and also for our small businesses. So I'm proud of the tax package. We've got to do everything we can to make Massachusetts more affordable and more competitive.
0: Our governor predict- we're going to take a I quick should also break. add,
2: oh, the last thing on the tax package is we, we did something significant, two things. One is making sure that every family with a child or dependent in their family got a tax credit. That is really important, real money going back in the pockets of families this year. The other thing is we did a housing incentive, a tax credit that's going to help, particularly our gateway cities, to spur more housing development through tax incentives. Rick
0: you mentioned the tax relief bill, which, which we know part of it was to make Massachusetts more competitive uh, from, a, from a business standpoint. One of the biggest factors in making the state competitive is its transportation system. When it comes to the MBTA, how do you assess the job that General Manager Philip Ang has done thus far?
2: I think he's doing an excellent job, you know. And uh, I got to tell you, he walked into a really bad situation. We walked into a really bad situation. And, you know, I want to be clear with the public. Public transportation is a public good. That's how I see it. It's absolutely essential to the health and well-being of our residents and also to our businesses, right? And, And we've got to do everything we can to make sure we've got a public transit system that's safe that's reliable, that's affordable, right? So here's what I did. I brought in Phil Ang. He's been terrific, I think, as general manager. He also brought in a new management team. He hired over 1,000 workers at the T, and he's delivered on every single project that he's undertaken. We're gonna open up a commuter rail stop in Lynn in December. And that's a year ahead of schedule under the previous administration. You know, he's taking steps to clean up the mess that uh, was created over on the Green Line and the extension project. He just came out with a plan the other day that's effectively going to eliminate and fix the T, eliminate all those slow zones within the course of the year. This is something absolutely uh, imperative. I am very focused on it because I can't have a situation where people are struggling so much to get into and out of Greater Boston. Our economic engine, right? Um, the travel times, the frustration of commuters, the inability to plan one's day, the cost, all of these things. So I give Phil Eng high marks. He has my confidence. We speak regularly and this is something that, you know, the, the public, I'm just gonna ask for Continued patience uh, with. I wish we weren't where we were. I am confident in saying that we have made progress, substantial progress, over the last several months, and it's going to take us uh, uh, some more time to really work this through. But I understand people's frustration, and I want
1: the public to know that I am on this every single day with the team. I had uh, a friend say that having to deal with the MBTA problems is like having neglected your teeth for 20 years and then suddenly having to go in and get them fixed. And at that point, when do you say we're in a successful spot? Because there's a lot of work that has to be done and you clearly inherited all of this after decades of neglect. How do you find? How can you communicate victories? Where where can we start as the public using it? Start saying we're going in the right direction. Well, I think
2: one of the things we've tried to do is be really transparent about what's happening. Here's the situation. Here's what's broken. Here's our plan to fix it. And by the way, reporting back on when those deadlines were were met. And you know, as I say, like just look at the <clears throat> the red line, um, for example, recently. The Ashmont um, section, you know, that's a situation where uh, filling made a decision to shut down for a period of days to get in there, fix the tracks, clean the stations mm-hmm. as well, and we reopened on or ahead of schedule. There, being clear about that, here's what we've identified as a problem. Here's our plan, right, and how long it's going to take, and then delivering on that. The more we do that the more it will build confidence, I think, from the public in in the direction that we're going. Because we need patience, but you only have patience if you have confidence, right, Mm -hmm. in, in the plan that you're being presented. We've also tried to work very closely with major Boston institutions, for example, employers, our colleges and universities, all the entities that are drawing people into and out of Boston every day to figure out the timing. When is it best we work on the red line or the green Mm -hmm. line or the orange line? I think people, if you give them a plan and you explain the rationale of what you're doing, they can support you, right? But I think for far too long, they've just seen no plan, no progress, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Setbacks, more delays, and so that we're changing that and you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, it's gonna take some time, but I think we have the right team in place, the right leadership in place, the right personnel in place, and the right plan in place.
0: The one constant has always been though, is the funding going to be there? We need more, we, or, or some say we, we don't need as much. In terms of reaching the level of success that you want to see, do you have enough money as it stands now, or do you anticipate Needing to pour more money into the system?
2: We're going to need more money in the system. We have the funding right now to do what needs to be done over the next year. But, you know, there is a significant issue with the way in which the T has been funded or underfunded, frankly, for many, many decades. And that is something
1: that we're all going to have to look at and address. All right. So, about a year since you've taken office, how's it going? How are you feeling? Is it Um, When I ask this question of other elected officials, sometimes they say say things like, it was much harder than I expected, or um, it really is a big job. What are your thoughts? You
2: know, I just feel, first of all, time flies. I can't believe that it's nearly been a year. I love my job, it's such a privilege to be able to, to be governor of Massachusetts. It's a great state. We have so much going for us. We have great people, great regions all across the state and as governor i'm out and about every day i get to see that and i get to see the good and i get to see you know what some of our entrepreneurs are doing what our innovators are doing i get to see the way our small businesses you know are making things happen i get to the to see our social service providers step up and be there for families and kids in need and i get to see you know our first responders in action responding to crises that the public may not even know about mm-hmm. but things are taken care of and you know it's a real privilege to see that every day and then to try to support so i love the job um, i wish there were more hours in the day <laughs> um, i'm proud of what we got done you know we get we cut taxes we now have we now have breakfast and lunch for every school kid in the in the in massachusetts that's a big deal not having to worry about mm-hmm. you know buying buying school lunches or breakfast free community college to everybody 25 years and older Why does that matter? Because it's going to help our workforce. Um already we've seen enrollment increase because more people are taking advantage of a chance to get back and get some get some credits, get some training, and get, get in the workforce. Just the other day, making tuition and fees, you know, wiping them out essentially for all low-income students in Massachusetts if they want to go to one of our state colleges and universities, which by the way, our graduates are of our state colleges and universities, 75% of them stay in Massachusetts. So. Look, I, I love um, I love this opportunity to be the cheerleader for our great state, encouraging people to stay here, grow families here, grow businesses here. We've had a lot of successes, including big wins from the federal government. The recent announcement, ARPA-H, major healthcare innovation now is gonna be located in Massachusetts. We just won over $100 million from the United States Department of Transportation for for infrastructure, funding for for transportation, um, funding for chips and science, innovation and manufacturing here in the state. Good things are happening here in Massachusetts, and I just wish there were more hours in the day. But I have a great team, and I'm grateful to everybody, both folks inside and outside of government who want to see success for the state. And that's one thing. Um, I knew the job would be hard, and I knew that there would be any number of crises, some you could predict, others you wouldn't predict. Um, what I didn't expect to see, and it warms my heart to see, is so many people around the state who wanna see the state succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Who love Massachusetts and wanna do their part. And, uh, and we're gonna need everybody in the time ahead.
0: So we started this interview with a recent news item, we'll end it with a recent news item. Holiday season's coming up, everybody's traveling. You know, this week your office said that it would no longer disclose in advance your out-of-state travel plans citing safety concerns. Can you tell us specifically what those safety concerns are and, and should we as, as members of the public be concerned if, if, if our governor can't let us know where, where she's going out of state?
2: Well, I always let you know where I've gone. Um, my, I continue to provide my public schedule and that's not gonna change. I'm not gonna speak to, to ongoing mm-hmm. you know, security issues or, or assessments, um, but I am proud to be able to both you know provide the level of disclosure in terms of what I'm doing, what I'm up to, that's important. That's not changing. Uh, Whatsoever
0: are you personally fearful of of traveling out of the state? Whatever these security concerns may be?
2: I'm not going to speak to any of that I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be able to do the job that I'm able to do here in the state or if I'm working outside of the state because sometimes You know, I've got to go to DC and try to try to uh, hustle for money and and uh, Bring good things back to Massachusetts and I do meet with other governors from around the country because I think it's Really important particularly in this time that governors from states both Republican and and Democrat um, working together, you know, how do we get things done? How do we move forward as a country, right? And I think that what we have seen is the opportunity for states to really lead, uh, particularly in this time is, is great. When you talk about you know, governors who made sure that people had access to health care coverage, right? Or that kids were taken care of in school, or there were investments in workforce training and, and, and child care, just like we've done in Massachusetts. It's an example of, of how the states can lead. In this time, and and that's what I'm going to continue to try to do.
0: Governor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us today and inviting us into your office. Really, really do appreciate
2: it. Oh, it's great to be with you. Come back again. Absolutely. Thank you.